think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Purple Insider. Look who I found. It's Brian Murphy. He's actually here. He's not on a Zoom this time. What's going on? When in Rome, right? Uh, thank you for uh, hooking me up here at Circa, and thank you for uh, bringing me along for this extravaganza, because where else would you rather be in early December than Sin City? Uh, we are doing well for ourselves once again. If you caught the live stream yesterday, I've been here since Friday at Circa Las Vegas. They've put us up. We're in a cabana, and it's just hard to explain how intense the sun is and why we can't be facing the sun. Uh, but if we were, all you would see is just sun and nothing else. But right outside of us, the heated pools, the giant TV screen that's about the size of a football field, and where we are, it's probably like 75 degrees where we are, but outside it's more like 60. Well, we're right in the sun, right in our cabana. It's a very cool place. And last night, Murph, I The hung- sun feels like God's flashlight, by the way, oh, yeah. silently judging us. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, uh, so last night, Murph, we had a a party here for Vikings fans, and it was at Circa. It's just a bar that's inside of Circa next to their sports book. And I ended up meeting a lot of Vikings fans last night. It was a really cool experience. So if you came out, if you're one of the people who listens to the show and came out, thank you so much. Uh, And one guy brought me two Diet Dr. Peppers. Like, he actually went to the store and out of his jacket pulled two Diet Dr. Peppers for me to drink at the party because everybody knows that I'm not a drinker. So You're a cheap date. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It was great. No, but it was really great to meet people. We had a fun time. And it, this is weird because we have a news item that we really have to talk about. And Of all so, towns to discuss this, by the way. I, it's an awkward transition because we're like, we're having a great time. It's so much fun. The and, booze is flowing. Uh, hey, everyone uh maybe west phillips should have stuck to diet dr pepper like me uh but we'll talk about that and then i also want to tell you about the things that i heard from vikings fans last night because i was probably there for like three hours and it was entirely just hanging out and listening to these people's perspective on the team which i really really enjoyed and and i liked that part of it and uh i i think i took away some interesting things from how fans feel about the team right now and then the big picture of this. But we have to talk about, to start, Wes Phillips gets a DWI. If you haven't seen it, Kevin Seifer from ESPN reporting that uh, he got a DWI 0.10 over the limit. 
I, I don't really have any other takes about this other than he's going to coach, and that's the unfortunate incident that no team at all wants right before the biggest game of their season. This is it's a distraction. I don't know if distractions are real when it's an offensive coordinator, if that could distract the whole team of grown men or not, but it certainly is putting them in the news cycle for a reason they didn't want to be there. No, it's unfortunate, and it comes in that vacuum of the news cycle, of course, which is Friday night into kickoff on Mon- on Sunday. So, yeah, as uh, you know, according to the you know Seifert's report, you know, point one zero driving back as, uh, on three ninety four. You know, he's going to deal with it. The team knows about it. It's uh, it's an unfortunate mistake that he's going to have to reckon with uh, legally. Uh, the team's already put out a statement. They've consulted with the NFL. He's going to be on the sideline Sunday. He's going to be participating in team functions we'll see where how this plays out i don't think in the overall scheme of things it's going to be a major distraction it probably won't be he's not the primary play caller anyway this is kevin o'connell's offense so it's just going to be have to it's going to have to be something that the team's going to address at some point in the press conferences on sunday not exactly what you it, there's no ideal time for a dui arrest probably not coming out of the bye going into your most pivotal game of the season as well yeah, I guess that that's the only real takeaway here is that to have something like this happen, the timing is not particularly good. I mean, because this is a game where if they win, then we're talking about playoff scenarios. We're looking at, all right, what's the route going forward? You go to Cincinnati, you feel like if you get two out of two here are the next two, and then go down the stretch with those three difficult games that all you need is one to get into the playoffs. And then you have something like this pop up right before that. But there doesn't seem to be anything else to the story. So it's really just this happened and now you carry on. But maybe if we're trying to look for an angle, when Jordan Addison went 140 miles an hour and was arrested for that, there was no consequences whatsoever. He came out and practiced the next day and was taking first team reps and everything else. And there was a bi-week arrest last year with no consequences. Wes Phillips is not going to face any consequences. And I do wonder about this with Kevin O'Connell and his leadership style in general, which seems to be very much you know, giving people uh, opportunities to kind of be adults and handle themselves and so forth. And he has not shown any type of iron fist. Now, I don't know if that's the right way to do it or not uh, with a well, one-off potentially incident like this, but he's has not shown that he's going to be that type of head coach that like Mike Zimmer was. I think when these incidents happened with Mike Zimmer, it infuriated him and players who got in trouble off the field. It was a big problem. I, I think it was a different approach from Zimmer who got maybe personally offended when something like this happened and wanted to do something about it and wanted to show that he cared about it. But having him coach, I don't know that it does. Like, I don't, I don't know that it does show like any accountability for doing something like this that is an embarrassment to the franchise. No, and it's, it's something that O'Connell's going to have to deal with going forward. Like, what kind of standard is he going to set? What kind of expectations does he have? And it, frankly, this is a decision that's probably above his pay grade anyway. This is the front office that's going to have to weigh in on this. If there are more details that come out about his interactions with the police, I mean, you know, the initial report said he showed signs of impairment. We don't know what kind of, you know, field sobriety tests, what his interactions were with the officer. Was he defiant? Was he combative? You know, if he wasn't, this is unfortunately a, a an occurrence that happens a lot in this country. So it's not like this is the first time anybody's been pulled over on I-394 
at one old. That's not excusing it. It's just it's it's a fact of where we're at. Question is, if is it is it going to be something that's going to be dealt with on Sunday? How how is O'Connell going to react to it? Did it, it you know the, the the game plan was already put into Tupperware. Preparations for the Raiders were already dealt with. It's not like this was Wednesday or Thursday. Not that that would make it any different or any better, but at this point, it's going to have to be handled in house, and we'll see how the team reacts going forward. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to make too much of that point or try to make that point too loudly. That like O'Connell doesn't care about DWI. That's not what I'm saying. I, I just we've had a, a couple of incidents since he's taken over, as probably every head coach has, and in each time that something has happened, we have not seen any type of reaction to that. It being the uh, Ole Udo arrest last year uh, during the bye week, and then Jordan Addison, and then this. And if you're in the building, if you're in the locker room, like, do you think that there are consequences to your actions or not? And I guess that that's that's the only way that I, I want to put it. I'm sure that it would be very difficult to just not have your offensive coordinator come with you to the biggest game of the year. But it it is uh it is an unfortunate incident that. I guess they're not really going to do anything to deal with. And and that's all I really have to say. So, Well, and the other thing is, like you mentioned, the Addison incident over the offseason, too. And it's like, you know, if I'm a player in that locker room and, you know, something happens off the field, you know, are you going to measure that against what your head coach has decided to do, do with your first round rookie and your one of your key assistant coaches? So, you know, there's a standard being set or there's a level of expectation being set that's going to have to be analyzed going forward. Yeah, I guess that that's just sort of uh, putting it in the, in the bucket a little bit. But, you know, I guess I, I shouldn't hold up Zimmer in this way necessarily because I think after it came out with George Edwards when he had a DWI that he coached in Philadelphia that week. Uh, so maybe it's standard around the league. I, I don't know that when there's something like this, there isn't any type of punishment. But I don't have anything more to say about it. I just, when, when you go from the hard-nosed head coach to the... I'm going to be more relaxed and be the player's coach and everything else. I'm going to be easier to work with, easier to deal with. There's always the question of, can you also put your foot down when it has to be put down? And in this instance, they're not going to do anything. So like, I guess I feel like I'm, I'm presenting that without saying it's, it's like I'm really worried about it, but more of just saying like I'm taking note that that's the way that this was handled. So anyway, who wants to talk about Vegas? Because I don't really know what else to say about an offensive. No drinking going on here at all. Yeah, right. I, I think I saw someone with a, a beer earlier walk by. So hopefully that person's okay. It was no, a light I, beer. Yeah, light beer. So anyway, um, here's what I wanted to tell you about Murph. Last night we had this party inside Circa. It's awesome. What they've done for us has been amazing. You got to ride in their limo, which was very cool. First time in my life I've ever come down the escalator at baggage claim with somebody standing there with my name on it saying you're with me here's a stretch limo and i got to bring five other guys with me and they thought i was a baller so thank you circa for you know elevating my status here we basically arrived the same way lebron does that essentially uh no i think he comes in and i'm like if there's any traffic out there on the freeway please drive into it we'll get to there anytime (laughs) soon yes so it's they've just set us up unbelievably well we're in a really good situation And the party last night was great because a lot of Vikings fans, I'm sure if you listen to the show regularly, that you heard me advertising for it, come to Circa, that's where I'm going to be, we're going to have this party. But as the night went on and people did uh, indulge themselves, people who were walking home uh, to their hotel rooms or staying at Circa, they uh, started to, to, to get a little emotional 
about the Vikings as we were having discussions. Weepy or uh, indignant or uh, angry? Here's here's what I mean. Um, I think it's all of those things. All of those things, what this team has caused Vikings fans to feel like. And what I really felt... Is this new? No, but what I really felt was that when Josh Dobbs took over, this is something we were talking about last night, when he took over and he had those couple of games, there was like an intense rush of excitement of maybe this can be something different than we've already known. And then when they lost to Chicago, it killed that intense rush for them. And a lot of these people went back to being like, well, typical us, another wasted year. We have no Super Bowls and so forth. It is amazing to me, Murph, how much it lingers over every single thing that happens just in a four game stretch the fact that they don't have a super bowl and this is something that everybody defaults to the worst yes yes and i just i i want to know what you think of that because i find that to be fascinating i grew up in a place where they had no super bowls it was similar and now it even sort of has gotten so intense for these people that it applies to every little micro thing all the way down to a backup quarterback having a couple of good games. Well, I think it would have been misguided to believe that Josh Dobbs was going to step in and lead everybody back here to Vegas in February. Now, will that happen? Outside chance. I don't expect that to happen. But to think because he kind of wandered in out of a cornfield in Atlanta and, and salvaged that game and had a great moment against New Orleans that, you know, suddenly this changes the trajectory of the franchise and Josh Dobbs' career, I mean, that's – you know, a little bit of an overshoot. So the fact that he had an awful performance against the Bears, I don't think should have that kind of a bottoming out feeling as well. But as you mentioned, we've talked about this. I've written about it ad, ad nauseum. This is an abused fan base. This is a uh, a, a, a very self-loathing fan base and, and a deserved fan base that feels like they've been robbed and they have been from forces out of their control, from forces in the team's control, bad luck, all of the above. We can go down it when we won't bother with that. I understand the psychological reaction, but where they're at right now at six and six is not a bad place to be considering you were 0 and three, you were one and four, you lost your franchise quarterback to a season ending injury. And you know, you're, you're really still playing with house money at six and six and still in contention. All right, we're going to have the owner of Circa on here, actually. Uh, come on in, Derek. Come on in. All right. Sit right there. We'll shuffle over. So we're on camera here. We're live on YouTube. You can slide over. People can see your awesome suit. Let's see if we get you in the shot here. More than me. All right. Derek Stevens, everybody, owner of Circa. I'm Matthew Collar. This is Brian Murphy. Brian, How you doing? Uh, this you, is uh, Brian's uh, second or no, first time here, my second time here. Uh, let me tell you, man, we've been talking pretty much nonstop about how awesome this is. And uh, our friend Aaron, who set all this up, he said that we should just ask you how this happened. Like, how did this happen? Like, people can't see it on the camera because the light is too intense. But there's a football size, football field-sized screen with every sporting event in the world going on out here with heated pools. And it's just it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, how did this happen? Well, uh, I love coming out to Vegas. And uh, I'd come out for work. I'd come out for uh, sporting events. And... Uh, I come with uh, my girlfriend, my wife, uh, wife now, and uh, she loves going to a pool. She loves listening to music. Um, I like betting on games, and I like seeing games. So um, I'm from the Midwest, so I always thought, you know, you come out here in, uh, in November, December, January, 
Uh, the weather's gorgeous. Look at this. What is it around December the December the ninth today? Not a you know the clouds uh, not really much. The sun's beautiful. You get a suntan out there. It's gorgeous outside during the day. So we always thought we were going to build this great outdoor aqua theater. Uh, this is our theater. It's our theater of sports, Las Vegas sunshine, uh, and some uh, nice refreshing drinks all put together. So you got the Super Bowl coming in about two months. Tell us about what that's going to mean for you, and like you know, what are you preparing for here? Well, you know, um, we, we're uh, we're very prepared. I think Vegas is very prepared for uh, for for the Super Bowl. I mean, I think for a lot of communities that have never held uh, held a Super Bowl, there's a lot that goes into it, and um, it's a shock to the system. I mean, when you think like you know the non traditional sites, uh, let's say uh, let's say uh, I mean when Minnesota had it, when 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 Detroit had it, when New York had Field. it outdoors, yeah, when when with Jacksonville. Some of the some of the communities that, that are not in the regular rotation, it's 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 a major major uh, ordeal. But you know, Vegas, we um, we put together three hundred thousand people every single weekend, uh, and uh, we turn it over week after week. You know, it was just we just got off of F one two weeks ago, uh, so that was a pretty major event. Um, you know, we've sold Formula up- One for you football fans that aren't familiar with the acronym. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, obviously, for football weekends, I mean, we're sold out every weekend. So, um, I think Vegas is very prepared for a uh, Super Bowl. Um, obviously, the the worldwide eyes with the Super Bowl, so Vegas is going to get a lot of attention. So, we're all excited about it. it should be a lot of fun. I'm curious about just uh, since the Raiders came, since you've seen, I mean, even since you built this place, there's just been such an influx of pro sports here. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, how that may be coming. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it, and uh, one of our friends also works for a local radio station around here and her career in media is now sort of blowing up because of, of the sports. I just wonder like how that's changed the landscape because we're here and we were just talking about how I spent all last night with all the Vikings fans who came in. And it seems like this has been become such a destination for fan bases, not just here building a fan base, but all over the United States. Yeah, you know, I, I own the AAA baseball team here for six years. So that was back in 2007 for six seasons. Um, and I did a lot of interviews back then. And I said I always thought Las Vegas was ready for um, all four major sports. Uh, at that time, though, it seemed a little bit far-fetched because there was still a black cloud over, over Las Vegas because of sports gambling. But nowadays, you know, sports gambling is legal, and I think in a little more in 30 states. Uh, there's casinos in most states around the country. So the stigma of, of gambling and sports wagering, that's kind of come off now. I mean, I think I think everybody's really kind of come to realize that sports wagering is good for leagues, it's good for league owners, it's good for players, it's good for the Players Association, it's good for fans, um, it's good for vendors. People are interested, you know. If, 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 uh, if you got a blowout of a game, thank God there's a point spread. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sell an extra hot dog and a Pepsi probably, you know. It's going to keep people engaged. It's good for, for advertisers. And and I think um, what 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 transpired w- when the Golden Knights came here as the first team, this community just embraced that embraced that hockey team. And, and for a for a city that that had no background in hockey, um, the the hockey team just went crazy. And then obviously now with the Raiders and with the A's coming, um, I think what we're seeing is that sports are 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 some things that many people enjoy by themselves, but sports is also something where you can enjoy in, as a group. Right. Where fan groups can come together, you're you're you can have your neighbors over, you can have uh, your your buddies ha- go out go out to have an event, and I think sports is so often enjoyed in groups, and if you're going to enjoy it in a group, 
um, oftentimes you take a road trip. And if you're going to take a road trip, uh, you know, if you're going to come watch your favorite team play, um, you probably got got the date when they're playing against the Vegas team circled because Vegas is a no great, team, great team to visit. So I think, you know, in the way the NFL's beautiful schedule is so synchronized, every every franchise will get here once every eight years at, 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 at you know, at least once every eight years. But every time they come, the first time the Vikings have been here. So this yeah. is awesome. It, I, I just loved seeing all these Viking fans throughout the whole the whole city last yeah. night. It was awesome. So if I'm coming out here, you know, and there's a million sports books I can go to, why am I going to come to Circa? Well, I, I would tell you now, of course, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, even though I am biased. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, if you're a sports fan, you come to Las Vegas, you got to come to Circa because it's the world's largest sports book. So it doesn't matter where you stay. Aren't you going to want to come and see the world's largest sports book? We, uh, we take the biggest bets. Um, you know, on, on an NFL game, we'll take uh, $300,000 if you walk up to the counter. Uh, really, no questions asked. You got to fill out a couple forms, but really, no questions asked. Uh, you know, so we take large wagers. We don't limit people, and uh, and we, we really focus in on sports. So sports isn't uh, really an amenity to us. It's a core part of our being here with with Circa Resort and Casino. And, and then I think you can see out here as well. Uh, if you stay with us, you get to get into Stadium Swim for free. And uh, this beautiful 143 foot screen out here uh, uh, begs for uh, begs for a group, uh, begs for a, for for a party. And the heated pool does not hurt either. I mean, uh, I, I, I was telling Aaron, it's not hard to do your commercial. Like, I, like I don't, I don't struggle to say, well, yeah, actually, come be in the yeah. sun with uh, all the heated yeah. pools. I come from Minnesota, by the way, where it's probably you know twenty degrees at this point. What's a what's a parade look like in Las Vegas? Because we were just talking about that. We don't have them in Minnesota, and then Vegas gets. They get a team, and of course, the Lynx have won championships as well. The Aces have won two now, and then uh, you know the hockey team as well. I mean, just what what is that? What does that meant to have those as far as Las Vegas? I mean, you mentioned it's so crazy how quickly this has happened, where it becomes a destination sports town. But I've got to think that the success of the teams has also played into that. Folks, is there any better way to spend the holidays than attending sports? Knowing you guys, I'm guessing the answer is no. Well, there is a way to get to all of the events that you want to get to during the holiday season with affordable tickets. My friends, you are going to want to check out the Game Time app. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets to everything sports and also much, much more shows, concerts, all on game time. One of the cool parts about game time is that they have flash deals on last minute tickets and a low price guarantee, which means if you find something lower in the section or row, they will credit you 110%. You also get images of your seat location, which I love because those maps can be a little confusing. Buy tickets in seconds, have them arrive right to your phone it's great. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code INSIDER for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code INSIDER for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I think I think the success of the Golden Knights certainly played into played into uh, um, uh, their interest level. I mean, their their initial uh, initial um, season was kind of crazy to make it to the Stanley Cup yeah. finals. Um and I think the Aces' success has been uh, has been terrific. That's really helped them. The Raiders is a little bit of a different animal. Um, the Raiders have not had success, uh, but it the NFL is a different animal too. Um, road teams uh, travel, and you know I think it was uh, was it about ten days ago or so uh, the Chiefs were in town, and I think it was seventy five percent red inside that stadium. I expect tomorrow. Uh, well, more than fifty percent is going to be purple. Um, it's it, it, the Raiders have not been able to um, develop a, a home crowd, um, and and I think that's what's a little bit different. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna enjoy the hell out of going to the game, but it's effectively going to be a, a Viking home game in the West, and that's what uh, that's what uh, Allegiant Stadium has really turned into. It's it's the visiting team that effectively uh, effectively has the majority of the crowd here, and it's just because Vegas is such a great. De- visiting destination so there's you know as a vegas veteran i mean you have the strip and then you have downtown so what in recent years i haven't been here much downtown what distinguishes the downtown experience from the strip experience well um first it's it's really not that far apart i mean you're only a couple miles away so it's a quick little uber ride um people ask me that question a lot and and i'm good friends with the with the ceo of uh of of win of caesars of mgm and and uh, they all know how I answer the question. And the question is simply: I don't view us competing with the strip in any way. We uh, we're very complementary to each other. Um, with three hundred, um, I'm sorry, with one hundred and sixty thousand hotel rooms in Vegas, there's only about six thousand downtown. So you know you're looking at ninety five percent of all the hotel rooms are on the strip, and that means our business models are different. They need to get heads and beds. We're opposite. We just need visitation. So up and down Fremont Street Experience, we'll do 24 million people this year walking up and down Fremont Street Experience. Fremont Street Experience here in downtown is the second most visited tourist destination in America. Times Square is number one. This is two. So we we, we really don't compete with the Strip. They need people sleeping in their hotels. We need people that are sleeping in their hotels to come and visit us for a few hours and get a couple of drinks. You know, Fremont Street Experience, we've got three stages outside, free entertainment, uh, um, 365 days a year on all three stages. Um, it's a uh, 
it's I would say a safer, uh, safer, um, cleaner version of maybe what you'd see in some other, uh, some other locales uh, where where uh, it's a big party district effectively, and that's that's really where I think uh, Fremont Street in downtown Vegas really stands out. It's a big party for everybody. So you are what Michigan is where you're from? Right? I'm originally from Michigan. Michigan. Well, so is Brian oh my, actually. Whereabouts? Well, when you look at the hand, yeah, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm right around Detroit. I was on the east side. I grew up. Spent four years in Ann Arbor, and then I moved back to downtown Detroit, and then uh, I have a place now in uh, Birmingham, Michigan. But I but I live out here. I've been living out here full-time in Vegas now for about uh, 15 years. Grew up in Lincoln Park. I'm a down-river oh. rat. Went to Wayne State. Lived in Royal Oak before I moved to Minnesota, so... Very good. I'm away. I'm away. I I spent a couple years in uh, Wayne State as well. After after Michigan, nobody yeah. knows about Wayne State. It's just uh, we just get education there. <laughs> you, yeah, you guys. Do, you don't apparently. win any games. I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you about like, uh, were, were you a Detroit Lions fan? Because Murph uh, has sort of taken on the torture of what it's like to be a Vikings fan. But if you're a Lions, like that's a totally different level. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with all due respect to, to your audience here, you know, as a Lions fan, I'm jealous of the Minnesota Vikings franchise. Remember, the Detroit Lions have won one single playoff game in my lifetime. In 65 years. Yes, one I was, playoff I game. I was there. So the was Oak, I. At the Silverdome. At the Silverdome. They beat Dallas. They beat the hell out of Dallas. Yeah. Think about this. We're, we're Lions fans, and in our lifetime, we could almost re- re- go through every single play. Since we Eisenhower. one game. Since Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh so now Vikings have had had a, had a few good playoff runs. Uh, you know, obviously that missed field goal uh, is something that, that that haunts the minds of Vikings. One of fans. many. Uh, but uh, but uh, Vikings have had a, a better run uh, than uh, than Lions have had. Maybe this is our year. Maybe who knows? I mean, would it be a, you know the coup de gras if you could get the Lions to Vegas for the Super Bowl? <laughs> that would be something. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Let's win a playoff game. <laughs> That's what my goal is this year. Uh, so uh, we don't want to take up your time. I'm sure you're busy, Derek. But uh, we've uh, we had giant burgers. We're out here at Stadium Swim. What else should we do? We've well, had the I, party. The party was great last night. I would tell you, Stadium Swim. It's great during the day and like in the winter. You know, this sunshine's awesome. You know, I mean, growing up for me, growing up in Detroit, you know, and you would know it. Oh yeah. You know, you you don't see the sun basically from Thanksgiving until <laughs> about damn near opening day, right? Yeah. In baseball, so you get a little sunshine out here. It makes you feel good. Um, one thing that a lot of people really like doing, though, is coming out and watching your favorite team at night. You jump in the water, yeah. you get a bucket, a you know, a, a six pack next to you, and you bring all your buddies out, and it's a great place to watch uh, to watch games uh, watch games at night. We actually do a decent amount of nighttime business out at Stadium okay. Swim throughout the winter, so I would say that uh, if, if you have time out here, I'd recommend that. I'd recommend uh, making sure you get up to Legacy Club. That's the rooftop lounge. Uh, cigar lounge, indoor, outdoor, and it's got the most incredible view of the whole Vegas Valley. So I, I would recommend uh, recommend you do that as well. You know, you must have the easiest interviews that anybody gets to do because everybody who comes here is like, "Hey, this is awesome! Tell us more." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 not bad. It's pretty it's good. Not bad. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful place, and we can't say uh, enough how much we appreciate you having us out. Uh, it's my second time out here. It's just been. First class, both times. So I really appreciate it. Really appreciate you stopping by to chat too. Oh, good. Thank you. And I, I, I had a great time meeting all the Vikings fans last night. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, many of you, many of your fans and many of your listeners uh, came out here for the first time. Are gonna gonna hang around and stay with us going down the road. We uh, we love having our Midwesterners here at Circa. Yeah, for sure. And uh, best of luck to your Lions. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they've restored the roar. 
I don't we'll know. Maybe maybe I'll be back here in two months, man. That'd be something. We'll be back. The earth uh, may open up and swallow us all. <laughs> <laughs> I can take the microphone right. from you. There you go. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, thanks for the thanks hospitality. Again, appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thanks again, man. Great to meet you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Appreciate it. How about that? All right, we'll slide back over. Local. Give us a second. Did we, you know that? We you bonded. That? No, Just I had no that. idea. And in fact, it's, you know, there's only 80,000 of us on the planet that can claim to be at the only Lions playoff victory in 65 years. I mean, how we're all there. How funny is that, though, for like a small world thing? Sorry, it's hot in here. I got to get a drink. Um, do you want a water? No, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a sip of my beer. OK, uh, but how funny is that, though, that. The owner here of Circa and you were at the same football game. I know. <laughs> well, here's the problem. There's only one game that they've ever won. So it's really not that hard in some ways because. I know. But like, what are the odds? Like, right? That you, all the gin joints in all the uh, world. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the type of stuff that happens in Vegas. If we can come back here on February 11th and share that same conversation, I'll die and be happy. Well, maybe we will. And you know what? It actually ties back into what we were talking about right before Derek Stevens came tortured in, fan bases is tortured fan bases. And I just I have really started to think a lot about even everything we talk about and how it all matters to the bigger picture of Vikings fans. And, you know, I get sometimes when we talk about tanking, people get really they get really itchy. About sometimes it. you were all over tanking about six weeks ago. I'm all over tanking always because it gets people championships sometimes. But uh, but it's not living in the now, Collar. Uh, you need to live more in the now. Yeah, well, people do say that to me when I come out to Vegas that I need to do more living in the now. I mean, this but is a now city. It's got some great museums. Um, it does. Who goes to Vegas and goes to a museum? Are you out of your mind? Earlier today, you guys want to know exactly. So people, what, you're looking at a Renoir so on the Strip. People last night uh, that I'm meeting, uh, they're saying like, "Well, you know, what else do you do? Uh, you know, we feel like we know you all about the football, whatever else." And I'm like, "Nothing." Doctor Pepper uh, and art. That's why I came to Vegas for. So today, the most on-brand thing for me ever. I was in my room uh, upstairs here at Circa, and I was watching a chess tournament. And I was working on a story about CJ Ham, which purpleinsider.com, go see it. It's a good story about how I weep for you, how they've used CJ Ham differently. So while the world is awaking and heading out to party, I was writing, uh, I was transcribing my Jerome Felton interview, who was talking about CJ Ham. So that is, that is very much on brand for me. But just what we were talking about, though, like, where does Josh Dobbs fit in the whole lore? Like the whole thing at the end, at the <laughs> end story of the isn't day, complete. That's yet. what I'm asking at the end of the day, where is Josh Dobbs going to fit in this whole? I don't know picture? until the end of the day comes. We're at about two o'clock in the afternoon on the Dobbs experiment. That's Are we I'm not? Saying. That's I mean, what I'm I, saying. I want you to, I want you to try to figure it out. Where's it going to go? I, I, tomorrow's going to tell us a lot. I would think, I mean, because he's really on a short leash. So, if he can manage the game, if he can control his turnovers, if he can make some things happen, and and as we talked about last night, if the defense carries them, he will keep this this train rolling. If it's another, you know, if it's another disaster, we may not be talking about Dobbs again. So as far as where the, you know, the at the end of the day, at the end of tomorrow, I think he's going to buy himself another day. I do feel like this is going to be a week. To, it, it always is a week-to-week slog, but I do really think this is, this feels like sort of a nine and eight team. It's going to be win one, lose one, win two, lose one. It's going to come down to that last week. I do think Dobbs is going to be there at the end, but I don't think you can judge him at all 
to the totality of it all comes into play. It may all come into play tomorrow at six o'clock central time, but I do feel like it's still an open book on him. And I'm, I'm glad O'Connell just for the sake of the story, for the sake of the, you know, the possibility, the what if I do feel like Dobbs gives them the better chance to really make something out of nothing rather than the safe choice or the evaluation choice of Mullins and, you know, and Hall respectively. I think at the end of the day, we'll probably talk about it like the year that Gus Farratt came in for a while and was like 38 years old. And Yeah, but, you know, Dobbs is not 38. Dobbs has potential. Farratt was a placeholder. We, we knew what Farratt was. He was sort of a guy that can give you six starts and maybe get you from point A to point B. There's still ups, potential upside, and there's an open-endedness to Dobbs, and there's a skill set that I think excites people more than Farratt. Did that go out the window, though, like uh, about the skill set that excites people? Because for those couple of weeks, there was this real flood of this guy can run and this guy can make plays. And, hey, this is what it looks like. And, you know, I watched those Philadelphia Eagles games and their quarterback runs and right like uh, Josh Allen versus Jalen Hurts is just two great quarterbacks. Running yeah, but Hurts seems place, to right? know what he's doing. You know, Dobbs yes. is making it up on the fly and that's yes. a completely different thing subject right i agree and so i i think that because of that a lot of people's dream of josh dobbs being the next case keenum and maybe potentially being the future quarterback like whether it was a bridge quarterback or whatever and no one likes to be realistic like right so that's why i always feel like i'm the worst when i say guys it's a backup quarterback maybe you should be realistic i almost don't want to say it because like let them dream you know i mean in a way and this is what i run into a lot is the, the the fans are are deeply upset because of everything just gestures at everything for the reasons they're deeply upset about uh this franchise probably and because yet, the packers are coming back on too well and that could be it it uh as well but also at the same time when you talk to some vikings fans they'll be like yeah i mean this team makes me so upset and i just get so mad but I keep like, coming back for and, more. And then, then the next sentence will be, well, but, it, but maybe Dobbs, you know? Like, and I think that I think that, that was – I'm not going to say it was – There's no one. cold turkey in this fan base. No, there is not. Uh, I, I, what, I, what I'm getting to is like that they have – there's a lot of these moments throughout history where there just feels like there's a flicker of something. And I, and I want so badly for these people to have their moment, right? Like we're talking about hosting the Super Bowl here. We're in Vegas and everything. And it's like – I, so badly I want these people who have gone through this and had the flickers of hopes dashed and their spirits uh, had you know shot down every time. You sound like a social to, worker to actually have that. Yeah, and it's a weird position for me because I you know I just cover the team, but yet when I meet these people, it's like I want it so badly for you. I want this to work for you. I don't think it will, but I want it to for you. Well, I do too. I mean, my twelve-year-old son is all in and has been all in and was, you know, I'll, I'll admit he swore at the television during the Monday night game against the bears. And I almost looked at him and wanted to punish him, but I'm like, you know what? It was said in the right context. I understand what you're saying. Welcome to being a fan. I mean, I under, yes, I get it. You, you, everybody wants to root for the, the positive story and the feel good story. There is a sense of realism here. What I'm saying is, you need to enjoy it week by week. I, don't, I think everybody always wants to take a look at it from a, what does this mean in the grand scheme of things? What is this going to mean for the, our draft implications? What is this going to mean for two or three years? 
this is a six and six team that was going nowhere at zero and three and one and four and lost its franchise quarterback and its superstar wide receiver. It brought in somebody off the street, literally out of a cornfield, to work some miracles. It's still in play. You're still relevant. You're still battling. I don't think you need to get worked up and be angry about what might have been or who's screwing who or what decisions should have been made. You got to live in a little bit in the moment. And that's why you're in Vegas. I mean, if there's any town where you're going to live in the moment, I would think it would be Vegas. But here's what I'm saying. This is a five-game slog to the end. I think they're going to be there throughout. This is the game tomorrow. Dobbs obviously needs to make something happen. But I do believe, as I said last night, it's going to be more on the defense. It's going to be more on what O'Connell can do in terms of managing the game. I still think this team is relevant. They're going to be relevant for the next three or four weeks. I think you are so much better than me at looking at things from a singular season perspective because I've always, even since I was a little kid like your son, playing video games and so forth, building rosters. You had a five-year plan? I did, yeah. No, I mean, I could have when I was your son's age, I could have told you nearly every starting player on every starting or on any NFL roster. You can too. Every single, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. And what does that do for you? So what I would do, well, it made me lots of money. I'm right. It got me here. Huh? There you go. I mean, you're subsidizing me. I'm not going (laughs) to disagree with you. Yes. Okay. Maybe the lots of money part is a little much, but (laughs) it did get me here. No, but what I mean is that even since I was your son's age, I was going on Madden and taking these rosters and trading players and drafting players and building teams and on, on one of the some of the old men's you could develop players which was super cool year to year so you'd simulate to the next year and you'd build your team until you had a powerhouse and then you try to win the super bowl at, and like uh at the time it's like madden 03 so it's like the you know mad 2010 by the time you feel like you're ready to win so i've always thought that way about teams about when it's your time and if you're in the middle of a season when it's not your time you have to be getting closer to that and, and developing and everything else. So I'm always thinking with everything that happens, are we closer? Or are we far away? And this season, I feel like they're closer because Kirk Cousins not under contract because they've developed a lot of players. But also from the single season perspective, if they lose every game from here on out and I come on here and go, hey, guys, actually, they're closer because of whatever, whatever. Like no one wants that. But then again, if they go nine and eight and then they lose in the first round, I'm going to go, I don't know. It was okay. I guess they're closer, but they didn't tank. Right. <laughs> like, so yeah, but if this, they were tanking, would we be sitting in a cabana right now talking about the possibilities of this season? Yeah. I had this deal months ago, but yeah, um, nobody'd be watching. No one would be watching. I'm not <laughs> sure. We can't see the computers in the sun. If anyone's watching anyway. So if you are Here's some comments, thank you, everyone. All I'm, if you all wipe I mean your is, screen runs in a while, we I, might be able to read them. It's but. so bad. Yeah. This is the travel computer. Look, it's got a chip off the top. It's all it's nothing up. but shrapnel. It looks like you sneezed five times on it. <laughs> well, you tried to like rub it with your finger, which didn't help either. All I'm saying is. We'll be here all weekend, by the way, Rickles and we're, I. We're just, we're, we're always asking, what does it mean? And I think even from my own self, living in the, hey, they're playing the Raiders. And if they win this one, they're getting in the playoffs has been very hard. And I think it is for all Vikings fans. That's what I'm saying is that I'm not the only one who was like that. I think a lot of people over the more access they've gotten to more media, more analysis, more everything else that I see fans think similarly about that big picture. And I think that makes it harder on them in the moment of a season where 
you should be excited that there's a playoff race and you should be like amped up for the game. But I also get this feeling. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't think we can actually win it. So like simulate to the draft. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to tell people how to root, but if you're really, if you're as a fan thinking, well, what does this mean for the next two to four years? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What, what's the point? Why are we here? I mean, I, I, I'm all, I'm in, the reason I tune into the NFL at 52 years old is because it's unscripted entertainment. It's the greatest unscripted entertainment out there, and we know that. I don't know what I'm going to see on a, any given Sunday. I don't really care what's going to happen in April. Now, if you, if you want to tie your emotions and your, you know, your fulfillment to what they, their record may end up doing for the next two to four years, I mean, that's a level of investment I've never had. All power to you. But I really want to see what they're going to do on Sunday. And then I want to see what that's going to lead to next week in Cincinnati where we have, you know, you know, is it Jake Browning, what's he's going to be? What what does this mean now? Because Burrow was out. And, you know, six weeks ago we were talking about that was a sure loss. And then, you know, Burroughs goes down. It's like, well, that's probably an easy win. And now we're not so kind of sure. And then the Packers were written off. And then now that New Year's Eve game is suddenly going to be relevant. I don't want to know what they're going to do on March 1st or April 25th, or what the intrigue is going to be at left guard on May 14th at minicamp. I'm here for the game on Sunday. So if you if you can't shrink the big picture to appreciate the small picture, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Okay, I, I feel you. But if I made two videos, and one video was the hardcore matchup, player versus player, Vikings and Raiders, and then I made it, another video that said which quarterback will the Vikings draft the draft one would do 10 times as many views I guarantee it and that to me ties back into the, well you know the, your the, audience I'll give you that well that but I mean it ties back into this bigger picture of if it's not going to win us the Super Bowl then we throw it out like which maybe should then not why do be you watch then right. you shouldn't have been watching the games after Halloween <laughs> I mean you just tuned out like well, it's over cousins is done I'm done well, I but think, everybody keeps coming back why because the NFL is the perfect drug. Yeah. yeah. So you can't sit there and scoff at the drug and keep using it. Uh, well, I mean, people are going to watch the games. What else are they doing? I mean, you make it your Sunday thing. Like, you're going to watch the games. I I just mean, like, the attitude overall. The attitude overall. See? Like, that's what I'm saying is that you are much more into let's ride this train week I'm to week. I'm a 50,000-foot kind of guy. I'm You're in the weeds. Maybe that's why we work well together. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess I just think like that the big picture implications to all the moves and everything that happens fascinates me so much. 
And I think at the same time, and Dobbs's performance Sunday will inform those big, uh, bigger picture right. implications. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's why that almost seems like what we're doing the stakes here. Stakes are higher. That seems like what we've been doing here all season is that it's every week to week is more interesting from the perspective of what they're doing next draft than it is whether they can actually get to the playoffs and be a dangerous team. Correct. And we can milk that for what it's worth in the off season. But in the meantime, there's still a playoff berth at stake. So why not just kind of, you know, take the three hours of entertainment Sunday and focus on that. I, so would that be, so that is that what you're telling people they should do? I mean, I, are you, I would are never you saying, tell, I would never, no, be, I, know, I, know, I would I never know. tell people what to do. But if somebody said to you, if somebody said to you, like they're saying to me last night, this party, like this team, this team has tortured me for so long. And I get so upset at them. I mean, would but you, why are you still watching? Would you suggest? Well, it's NFL. You like, you can't tell people not to watch the football. Uh, football is best. But I mean, to live more in the moment. I mean, from yes. game to game. Yes. As, as an old guy now, I, I with children, and I'm not a 25 year old idiot anymore. I mean, live in the moment because, frankly, that's what the entertainment is. I don't find. Projecting what may or may not happen or what the performance on the field now is going to screw us in April and it's going to mean, no, we're going to re-sign Cousins. That's going to be a disaster. Look, if you're projecting all the way out, I mean, you're not really living in the moment. So, I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything that's uh, revolutionary or to say live in the moment. But, like, for as far as NFL entertainment value, appreciate the moment. I mean, these games are so tight. They're all one-score games. They're one officiating mistake away. They're one turnover away. Television does a masterful job of, of building it up and tearing it down. Why, why, why else would you want to, you know, if, if you're really, if you're really hooking your emotions on what may happen in April, March, April, and May, I mean, then you should be a GM. <laughs> but, but what are they going to do at quarterback? I, whatever they're going to do at quarterback, Dobbs will figure, Dobbs will dictate that tomorrow. He will dictate that the next few weeks. Because it'll all play out. I don't know what they should do or what they will do, but I know what I'm going to do tomorrow, and I'm going to tune in tomorrow, and I'm going to see this is going to be amazing, whatever happens. Okay, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> I think they're going to win very boringly 16-13. to 13. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? Every time this season I felt like I had a good grasp for what was about to happen. Yeah, predictions are a fool's errand anyway. Something else happens. I will say this. Uh, even though the people's lights were turned off uh, after the Chicago game, I would not completely eliminate the idea that Josh Dobbs could play really well down the stretch. I mean, I, I think that he is such a unique guy from like an intelligence factor. It has been well established, but from you usually don't find a backup quarterback with this athletic ability. And if you can add like as, as of last week, he was the second most valuable running quarterback in the league. So the standard to even get him to be very good for passing is not even that high because he's already adding so much from the running perspective. Now, fumbles are going to be a problem sometimes as well, but he still intrigues me. Like, I'm not done being interested in the Josh Dobbs story, even if a lot of people did jump off of that bandwagon. Well, so and you would not be unwise to necessarily have jumped off of it. I mean, the performance against Chicago was not an NFL quarterback performance. Uh, there was leaky oil against Denver. There were moments against the Saints and the Falcons where you're like, oh, man, that should have been an interception too. I mean, he's not hes not necessarily a savior. He could be a savior, but he's not necessarily a savior. So you're, you're rightful to be skeptical, but 
this is one of those unique situations where the possibility, the what ifs are almost as intriguing as what the Vikings have already done. And that's what makes this, that's what's keeping us coming back for more. I think I mentioned this last night and have a couple of times. This is like a one season divided into three parts. And this is now the third version of the 2023 Vikings, which is almost infinitely more interesting than the middle version and certainly the early version. So that to me makes it worthwhile to tune into. And I'm not, I mean, we can make some judgments on Dobbs tomorrow based on his performance, but the fact, even if he wins and looks great, he very well may look awful in Cincinnati. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no, I don't, I feel like this is a unbridled talent that we're never really going to be able to have a full assessment on. And you're just going to have to ride it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, that no, that is uh, that that is an interesting uh, angle of it about breaking up the season into parts because in the first part we thought well it's just going to be a terrible season it's going to be a slog right that you know that when they did the rebuild part and moved on from all those veteran players that there was a lot of problems that miscalculation were come I mean Brian Flores has really changed the entire trajectory of the team to begin with by the way like of course they're happy about having Brian Flores and. He has turned around this defense, but imagine if he didn't like imagine if Ed Donatel had stayed as the defensive coordinator, which would have been insanity. But just imagine that he stays They'd be as, 0 12. They would be right. They would be losing so many games and then we'd be talking about Drake May and and that would be interesting to me. To and, you. I, and I think a lot of people who have suffered through the let's go nine and eight story so many times. Uh, and there's a lot of things along the way where it was like they teetered on the edge of it totally falling apart. How about in Carolina? I mean, Bryce Young has the football. He's driving against them like if he scores at the end of that game. I mean, they were talking about losing to the worst team in the league. How would you keep going after that? Uh, even in Chicago, Tyson Bajan comes in. He underthrows a ball that gets picked off. But if that the guy was open, if he overthrows him or throws it deeper, like again, we're talking about Daniil Hunter as a Jaguar. And so that part of it is interesting and then the second part to have the Dobbs roller coaster that was a whole season in itself and now I have no idea what the heck is coming next Mark. that's awesome you seem disappointed in that like you want to control it you want to you want to you want to be you want to save money you want to be smart you want to be prudent you want to be able to plan ahead five years no 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 you're in Vegas right now take whatever you've saved throw it on black 24 and see what happens no, I just I just feel like it because this has been a season that nobody would have been able to predict just as last season was. I find the entertainment value exponentially better because there's so much at stake, both from a big picture and a small picture standpoint. But it's fun. They're a fun team to watch, even when they're losing 12 to 10 to the Bears. They're still an entertainment. That was not product. fun. That was not fun. It was not fun, but it was it was close. It was not fun, but you had to stay there to the end. Right. You could yeah, not okay. look away. You can't look away. Yeah, that you can't sell too many people on that being fun. But I, you can't look away is the definition of the Minnesota Vikings for sure. So I have no idea how long we've been talking because I can't see our timer there. Uh, but I assume it's been a while. There's no clocks in Vegas. Uh, it's no almost 3 o'clock locally. Oh, okay. That's about right then for uh, how long these usually last. I feel like this has been an absolutely unhinged live podcast, which just makes sense. It's been a long bye week. A lot has happened. We're in Vegas. I just ate a huge burger, and I really oh. could use a nap. 
Like so, uh, no, it's a it's a good time. Can you imagine here. if we're back here in two months, how unhinged that might be uh, for the Super Bowl. No, I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, I, I, I'm I not. You know, can't. Can I? Can I imagine what it would be like to cover the Super Bowl? No, I cannot. Uh, I came very close in 2017, but did not happen. So then I got to go to Media Row at the Super Bowl and have everyone else be talking about their team. So. Uh, that's how it. That's how it is. But anyway, well, if you tuned in, I really appreciate it. We're at a cabana in Las Vegas, and what else did you expect other than a completely unhinged conversation between me and Brian Murphy? But we're gonna go hang out here and cover the game tomorrow. It'll be Dane Mizzitani. He's gonna shotgun I'm, some Dr Pepper if you want to, you know, tune in later to see how he's holding up. I am wondering who won that chess tournament. We had to go eat uh, lunch beforehand. I'm, I'm supposed to, get, you know, supposed to get together with our friend Dane. I think there's a knitting convention around. Oh my gosh! All right, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Other people are having a great time, and I'm near them, so uh, that's perfect place for me. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching. And uh, after the game, it will be a much more normal discussion of whatever the hell happens between the Vikings and Raiders, and we will catch you all then. So. Uh, Good day. <laughs> Good day to <laughs> Good you day. too. I got nothing else. Take care, everybody.